0: Three greatest ways we can tell if we're being led by the Spirit of God. Number one, it's modeled through rest. So rest is the posture of the believer. Rest means that I trust God enough to handle everything that He said He would handle in my life. The second way is restraint. And restraint is telling myself no before, before anyone else has to. So the way that I'm able to do uh, the things that many people see is because I've said no to the things that very many people don't see. And so my no's make room for my yeses. And the third way you can tell if you're being led by the Spirit of God is through your relationships. What do your relationships look like? What are they modeling? How How is uh, your relationships uh benefiting you and how are you benefiting them
1: welcome to the spirit empowered leader podcast resurgence initiatives podcast our heart is to see a movement of leaders released in all spheres of society and empowered by the holy spirit never before has there been such a need for good leadership we're on a journey to be equipped encouraged and empowered join our conversations as we talk spirit empowered leadership And see God's kingdom at work through God's people everywhere they go.
2: Hey, welcome back to the Spirit Empowered Leader Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us for another episode. And we have an amazing guest coming on. We have Tim Timberlake. Donovan, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I was just at a retreat for the last
3: few days, getting refreshed, spending time with good friends. So I'm feeling really good today. How are you, Travis?
2: I'm good, and uh, it is a good day. I, you know, want to welcome people. Maybe you're. This is the first time you've stumbled across this podcast. Someone has sent it to you. You're on your spin bike right now. You're in your car on the way to work. You're you're somewhere around the world. I don't know where you are, but you're listening to us. We are honored that you would listen. The heart of this podcast is really that we would encourage, inspire, build up um, you as a leader. We believe there's a leader in every chair. We believe that we're all called to lead and not just by our own strength, but by the spirit and the spirit empowers us to lead. Whether you're a mom or an engineer or a doctor or a pastor, we're all called to lead in our sphere of influence. And so Donovan and I are on this journey of learning more about leadership. We lead a ministry called Resurgence Initiatives in Canada and uh, believe that God's called us to revive churches, to release leaders and to reach people. And one of the ways of releasing leaders is launching this podcast and going, hey, we need to um, talk We need to learn. We need to grow together. And so we're building a community of people on the same path, on the same trajectory, and invite you to be a part of it. We want to grow in our spirit-empowered leadership gifting. And I'm so excited that you would join us today.
3: Yeah, it's such an honor to have you listening to this podcast. I know when, when Travis and I were kind of brainstorming, when we were talking about what we wanted to do for this podcast, we, we did a lot of looking into the leadership podcasts. We did a lot of looking into like uh, Holy Spirit podcasts, like podcasts that kind of equipped in that way. And one of the things we realized that, that I think is something that we can speak into is this idea of what does it actually mean to be a spirit-empowered leader in every sphere of society? Because um, I think it's really, we have a lot about, pastors and missionaries and how they can be spirit empowered leaders um, but we want this to be for everyone we want whatever you do if you're a doctor if you're an engineer if you're a nurse uh, stay-at-home parent we want we believe that god god's spirit can 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 minister through you in absolutely amazing ways and so i i'm really excited to keep exploring this and the the quality of guests that uh, that we've got for this season has just been really cool hasn't it trap?
2: Yeah, so great. And we're so excited uh, for today's guest. And, and Donovan, as you're talking, I'm reminded of uh, something that uh, Reinhard Bonnke said. He goes, mind uh, what matters in the beginning, what matters most in the end and you know Mm -hmm. we believe that as a leader it's key to finish well to finish strong and um you know our guest today is going to talk about perseverance we're going to dive into this his story and how he was thrust into leadership at a young age and how he leads now one of the largest churches in america um, a movement that is out of jacksonville florida called celebration church it is tremendous their impact is in cities uh it, it is just amazing and yet um, he's had to persevere he's had to he's had to come through difficulty and it's the spirit and being empowered by the spirit that has led him and allowed him to lead so well and so I'm um, really excited to have Tim with us and uh, you're gonna you're gonna love him I met him uh, a number of years ago in a church in Vancouver I was there on a Sunday night Donovan and this guy was speaking for some friends. And um, really cool story that the, I, 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 I prayed with Tim, we had this cool moment, and then this other guy was standing there and I prayed with him um, and I just felt God saying, hey, it's time, it's time for you as a leader. And, um, and, and, and I looked at his watch and I said, I don't know, this is so weird, I just feel it's time. That guy became now the pastor of that church in Vancouver just a few months later. And so it was so cool Mm. that night with Tim, it was the starting of this other guy's journey into into being a senior leader of this church. And so a real special time. And so we've had uh, broken bread together over the years together. And so it's gonna be an honor to have him today. And I'm, re- I'm really excited.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to a conversation about perseverance. I know the the last few years for us as leaders has just been <laughs> crazy. There's just been so much shifting and so much going on. And like, you know, some days you're like ripping your hair out. I want to quit. And then other days you're like fully in and you feel like everything's going well. And so just, I think it's a really appropriate conversation for us to have for, for leaders. Because there's just so much, um, and, and especially what it means to persevere under the power of the Holy Spirit, because there's just... Yeah, there's so much change. There's so much shifting. And uh, hopefully our conversation with Tim today will help people find hope and find strength and, and even some practical ideas in how to navigate through difficult
2: seasons. Yeah, so good. So if you're listening, get out a notepad, get out some way to record, um, because I, I think there's going to be nuggets that are going to come that you're going to want to hang on to. You're gonna you're gonna hit back ten seconds or whatever, and you're gonna listen to that again, and and you're gonna wanna gonna hear what Tim's gonna say today to us. And so we're so excited that you would join us on the Spirit Empowered Leader Podcast. Uh, Tim Timberlake with us today, and Tim is coming all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. He's the senior pastor of Celebration Church in Jacksonville, and uh, Tim, we're so honored to have you and just be with us today.
0: And Travis, it's such an honor and a privilege, and, and uh, Donovan, just to spend some time with you and unpack this incredible conversation that we're about to have.
2: Yeah, so Tim, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit that i didn't say about you know i've said you have jen and maxwell is your wife yeah. jen they're amazing and i've met them but tell us tell us
0: more yeah so uh, i'm married to uh, the love of my wife and she's from canada and i have a canadian export and uh I'm blessed by the life that we get to live and serving people and pointing people to Jesus and building the kingdom of God. We have uh, a six-year-old little Comerican. His name is Maxwell Ace Timberlake, and uh, he's a ball of joy. And uh, the way I got started in ministry uh, is kind of unconventional. And uh, this year will be 19 years senior pastoring. And my parents were pastors and uh, they pastored a church, small Baptist church in Creedmo, North Carolina. And uh, the second year that they pastored, that my father in the late sixties, early seventies, began to teach on the power of the Holy spirit. And the members that they had, they all left because they had never heard uh, such teaching before. And so they thought he was a heretic. They thought he had lost his mind and the church had nine praying women left and these nine mothers they got a hold of this revelation of the power of the holy spirit and and things quickly begin to grow and so the church grew within a year from nine people to 500 people then from 500 people to 1500 from 1500 to 3200 from 3200 to about 5000 all within a six-year span and just continue to exponentially grow Uh, from nine praying mothers in a town that had a population of about 2,100 people. And it all stemmed from uh, this revelation on how impactful the Holy Spirit uh, could be if we applied him to our everyday lives. And so you you fast forward uh, some years, the church that my parents pastored, is now the largest church in North Carolina, and it's still in this small city. And so we have uh, five times as many people coming to church as the population of the whole city. And, um, you know, they had a global television broadcast where they taught the gospel of Jesus Christ. They spoke on the importance of the Holy Spirit, but then they also talked about how important relationships was and relational IQ and just how our first ministry is our family and uh people begin to tune in all over the world and they became uh really household names in the 80s 90s early 2000s in 1997 my dad was diagnosed with terminal throat cancer and he battled for five years and he transitioned in 2001 uh from this life to his eternal home in heaven and, uh, the following year, God called me into ministry. I, uh, walked away from basketball at the time and, uh, mm-hmm. went to Bible college in Detroit, Michigan, and went back home and started pastoring the church that they, uh, started. And, uh, it's been a pretty incredible, crazy wild ride, uh, for the last 19 years.
3: Well, that's really cool, Tim. Uh, looking forward to, to d- kind of diving in a little deeper to some of the things you've already mentioned. But one of the, one of the things that, that I'm a little curious about just from your story is your parents had this value of spirit-empowered leadership, spirit-empowered lives. And what did that look like for you growing up? Like, and, and how did that impact kind of the way that you live and lead today?
0: Yeah, I, I think I, I'm very blessed in that they had a very balanced uh, perspective of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, they had, um, great teachers and teachings that were pouring into them and giving them the tools that they needed to succeed in everyday life with the gift of the Holy spirit. And so their pastors was, uh, Dr. Or Roberts from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, uh, he really, uh, taught them, spent a lot of time with them on the power, the impact, the transformational. Um, um, power of the Holy Spirit. And and so my um, perspective of that was just in awe. Like I, I saw from a very young age, the Holy Spirit used them to uh, build people's faith and the miracles, the signs, the wonders that I, I saw from a very young age allowed me to have a relationship with Jesus that would be undeniable for the rest of my life. And so uh, I think that I was blessed by exposure, and uh, I think that I was also blessed by proximity. Having uh, leaders that were obedient to God and made the uh, sufficient sacrifices for us to see, experience, witness those things, has marked me for the rest of my life.
3: Cool. And you said when your dad started kind of going that direction at the church, the church, first of all shrunk, but then it exploded. Like, was there other churches like that at the time? Or was this kind of like, he was exploring new territory, kind of breaking new ground?
0: Yeah, it was brand new. So at the time, there wasn't a lot of teaching on the Holy Spirit. Uh, It definitely was not a lot of teaching from an African American um, about the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. And so um, there weren't many people on television at the time that were teaching. And so back then it was Dr. Billy Graham, it was, uh, Dr. Oral Roberts, uh, another pastor named pastor Casey price, and then it was my father. And so those guys pioneered a movement of bringing, um, this revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy spirit into the homes of people all over the world. And so it it just catapulted our church into, this exponential growth season. And, um, you know, it was pretty phenomenal to see, um, really revival take place and, Mm -hmm. um, God do some pretty crazy and incredible things through a crazy man in the backwoods of North Carolina.
3: That's cool. (laughs) Come on.
0: Um, one of the things that when we started our ministry in 2008,
2: that God really kind of ingrained on us as leaders was, um, this journey of wholeness. Yeah. And you know, it's sometimes we're like the encounters like go up, you know, we're going to go higher, but I think, you know, he'll strengthen us in our innermost being that encounter goes deeper sometimes mm-hmm. into those canals of our heart. And so for you as a, a leader thrust into this at 20, um, your dad tragically passing away and going to heaven, um, that, how did you handle this? Like that's, that's a big stage at a young age, yeah, um, you know, probably we, you've probably counseled people. Don't give people the stage too early. I <laughs> and maybe you have, maybe you wouldn't, and based on your experience. But that's kind of been the trend. Like, make sure there's there's a there's a season, and all of this happens so quick. So, tell me about you, Tim, ha- how you dealt with all this.
0: Yeah, I I was very fortunate in that I had a lot of wise people around me, and I kept myself accountable to mentors. I kept myself accountable to my pastors. I kept myself accountable um, to Christian leaders in um, the faith community. And so I think the, the more that there's a call or an assignment or a destiny that you are in expectation or anticipation for, the more accountable that you have to be to protect it. And Mm -hmm. so I was very, very um, aware that God was doing something special in our church and I wanted to protect that. And so I submitted my calling and what I had as vision, what I had as dreams to the feet of people that I trusted. And, um, you know, the more that I was accountable, the more God accelerated And so if if there are people listening and they're stepping into leadership or if you're a business owner or whatever your sphere is and you are stepping into a new season, the thing that I would encourage you with is slowly is the fastest way to get to the place God desires for you to go. And so at 20 years old, I didn't make any quick decisions. I didn't make any hasty decisions. I was very slow. I was very spirit led with every decision that I made. I mean, even down to the chairs in our church. Because I understood that people can really only handle one major change per year before they begin to lose trust in what they have always known to be as stable and provide stability for them and their family. And so I was very slow to make any changes. And that was probably one of the wisest things as a young pastor that I could have ever done. The initial response for people whenever they... Uh, Are being led by someone younger than them is that they want to make a lot of changes. They're going to try to change a lot of different things. And so I think it was refreshing for our church to know, okay, he's taking time to make changes. He's listening uh, to the Holy Spirit. He's being led by uh, pastors and mentors. And so uh, it's easier for us to trust someone that is being led by someone that they trust.
2: I want to I want to drill down into that. You know, we talk about calling, and and I really noticed this. Um, I was talking to someone who is in a in a medical sphere, and they were they were saying, "Okay, what does calling really mean?" I've preached on calling. We we sometimes in in, in ministry we talk about calling a lot, but if you're in a sphere that's different, and how do people find their calling? How do you think as leaders? Because I think that's so key in perseverance and in knowing. You know, as you said, you you really knew uh, you had people around you, but there was something where God had to really call you in that. And yeah. you had to know that. And, mm-hmm. and it's so many times I rest in that calling. But it's like, how do, how do we figure that someone's watching, there, going, how do I figure out
0: my sweet spot? Yeah. And so at the end of our life, Travis, we're known for one of two things. And that's either the problems that we solve, or the problems that we create. Each one of us, are positioned here, we're called here to help to solve a problem. And so when you think about your calling, think about what problems are you solving right now that don't only benefit you, but they benefit the people around you. And so our calling, our purpose, the things that God has equipped for us to do, uh, don't stop with us. They should go beyond us. We are a faucet. We are a channel. We are a stream delivering to the people around us what it is that God is allowing to flow through us. And so uh, with our calling, I'm a firm believer that if God can get it through us, God can get it to us. And um, I I think that as we embrace those things and for different people, it's various things, you know, people are called to the marketplace. Some people are called to ministry. Some people are called to ministry in the marketplace. And so understanding where I add value will make the difference in uh, my life and in what I see. I would also encourage those listening, uh, be mindful of the voices that you listen to uh, because the voices that you listen to determine the destiny that you experience. And so Uh if you listen to the wrong voice, you'll wind up at the wrong destination. If you listen to the right voice, you'll wind up where God desires and designed for you to be. And so calling has to do with uh who you're running with calling has to do with the assignment that god has placed on your life and it has to do with uh the sacrifices you're willing to make to walk in that calling
3: Oh, that's so good that's so good tim um similarly to you i'm also a pastor's kid mm-hmm. and uh it wasn't it's kind of funny because i kind of knew as a young person that i wanted to be in ministry i wanted to serve and uh, i'm just curious for you like i know you would mentioned basketball was something that you were into when you were at university but when did you get that moment of like i know i'm called to ministry uh, in some ways called to to build on my father's legacy even um yeah i'm just curious if you could share a little bit of insight into your own journey with calling
0: yeah, so I never wanted to be in ministry and uh, ran from it. I saw how people treated my parents. I saw the hardship mm. that they had to go through. You know, I always say when God wants to bless you, he sends you people. When the enemy wants to curse you, he sends you people. And I just saw, <laughs> I just saw, you know, the toll and the responsibility mm. uh, that it took to steward a church. And so I never wanted to be in ministry. And uh, the way that I got called into ministry, I was uh, in Virginia in college and I was in my apartment and I went to sleep and I thought that I had uh, woke up. And when I, I, I realized I was in a dream, I looked down at my hands and I saw blood kind of smudged on my hands. And then I looked out and there was a sea full of people. And when I noticed how many people in the vastness of this audience, I heard the voice of God so clear say, The people that you could have influenced, their blood will be held to your account if you continue to run from the call of God in your life. And I woke up scared out of my mind and I called my mom and I shared with her the dream. And I thought she was going to be like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And you know, just console me. But she started laughing hysterically. I was like, what in the world are you laughing at? Like, I was so just confused. And she said, that's the exact dream your dad had when God called him into ministry. Wow. And I transferred that week from the college that I was at to Bible college in Detroit and uh, pursued the call of God, finished up and got Uh, my degree from the Bible college that I was going to and moved back to North Carolina and never looked back.
2: You know, you touched on something, Tim, about being teachable and leaders I believe aren't, aren't uh, born, but you can learn leadership. And I, I, for me, it's been learning. And I think there's this, sometimes this, um, you know, perseverance. Where where is that in the learning of leadership? And I think, you know, someone watching or or Donovan and I have talked about this so many times of, you know, when you go through seasons in ministry, seasons in your calling, when I was an engineer, I was in this frustration of going, okay, God, how is this supposed to, and it's supposed to all work out great because you've called me to this, you set me in motion. And sometimes it doesn't always go the way we think it's going to go. Yeah. Or is that just me? No,
0: it definitely isn't. It it very rarely goes the way we think it's going to go. And (laughs) I think that's where we have to um, really do personal inventory to see if we trust in God the way that we say we do. And, you know, I believe that there's very few things that produces fruit in our life, like pain, pain teaches us so many different things that blessings and breakthroughs cannot. Although I'm grateful for the blessings and breakthrough, Uh, I believe that it's in the moments and in the seasons of pain and testing that our faith is refined and that we really get an opportunity to see where our faith lies. Does it lie in something or is it in someone? And oftentimes when we see people utilize language like I lost my faith or I no longer believe it's because their faith was in something instead of in someone when our faith is rooted in the hope of Jesus Christ, then we can go through seasons of pain. We can go through seasons of testing. We can go through seasons of trials and tribulations and understand on the back end of this, I'm going to get stronger. And so scripture teaches us that there will be trials. There will be tribulation, but with the hope of Christ, we can endure and persevere. You know, one of my favorite scriptures uh, is when, it teaches us the race is not given to the swift but it's given to the one that endures you know and so there has to be enduring power and i think that enduring power only comes to the power and the leading of the holy spirit and there has to be a persevering mentality and a persevering spirit that's driving us and i believe that only comes to the power of the holy spirit and when we yield to the power of the holy spirit he continues to fill our cup every single day with new energy, with new vigor, with fresh vision, with the fresh wind at our back to continue to run into the things that he desires for us to run into. Well, it's so good, Tim.
3: Thanks for, uh, for that. I'm just, I'm curious, what what does that actually look like to be led by the Holy spirit in this way? Um, what, what have you found in seasons, especially seasons of difficulty that like where you're able to find that power, find that strength that comes from him. Um, I just know that a lot, like we can talk a lot about like leadership and ways that you can try to manage better or manage differently, but that's different from yielding. And so why don't you just speak to that a little bit?
0: Yeah. So, you know, for our listeners, every spirit tries to attach itself to you to influence you. There's Mm -hmm. no spirit that does not try to attach itself to you without influencing your life and the holy spirit when we are filled with him he desires to influence us and so in the new testament the scripture says uh in acts that these people are not drunk as you suppose well what does that mean that means that they are under the influence of the holy spirit which means the holy spirit uh, influences how i speak the the, uh, influence of the holy spirit uh, influences how i walk The power of the holy spirit influences how i think and how i process and so whenever i'm in a season of pain discomfort uh a season of persevering uh, i have to lean into the influence of the holy spirit uh to make decisions uh for me and me carry out those decisions through obedience and through sacrifice and, and and literally listen to the holy spirit and one of the things that i always say and, uh, me and my wife, we kind of joke around about this is if I just repeat what the Holy spirit says, I'll never be wrong. Hmm. so that there's, there's nothing, uh, that the Holy spirit does not know. And when I'm yielded to him, he gives me uh, clarity. He gives me truth. He gives me insight and what insight is insight is the ability to see more before. And so through the influence of the Holy Spirit, he allows me to know, hey, you're going to face this season, but this is what the fruit of that season will be. You're going to go through this test, but this is what that test will produce. You're going to have these trials and tribulations, but this is what the seed of those trials and tribulation will produce in a harvest. And so he gives us insight and he allows us to have revelation, which means he reveals things to us uh, so that when we are in the middle of it, We were not losing our minds, wondering if, if he's still with us, he in fact is with us and he is, uh, allowing us to go through these things with him and not by ourselves.
2: So good, man. Um, so this, when, when I'm hearing you talk and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, you, there's this difference between, okay, when we're persevering, we're going, God, you've called us on something. There's, Mm -hmm. there's rest in that rest in what trust in God. But there's also this drivenness. And I mean, you lead a large orbit. There's a lot of people that depend on your teaching, on your leading, on, on your traveling, and all that you're doing. Um, and, and a son that's dependent on you being dad and a wife that, you know, you all this going on. H- how do you rest in trust and also crush it at the same time and have the drivenness that it takes to do what he's called you to do?
0: Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think one of the Three greatest ways, and and I don't want to geek out too much, but three greatest ways we can tell if we're being led by the Spirit of God. Number one, it's modeled through rest. So rest is the posture of the believer. Rest means that I trust God enough to handle everything that he said he would handle in my life. And so there has to be a healthy rest posture in our life rest does not mean sleep because people can get sleep and still be tired and so there has to be a level of trust with jesus that every promise every word every declaration that he's spoken to me and over me will and shall come to pass scripture teaches us that his word cannot return unto him void And so everything that's released out of the mouth of god i have to trust god will uh not only uh, deliver, but he'll perform. And so as a believer, as a Christ follower, it's not my job to perform. It's my job to believe when I believe I find rest. The second way is restraint and restraint is telling myself no before, before anyone else has to. So, okay. Restraint is understanding I can, but I won't so the way that i'm able to do uh the things that many people see is because i've said no to the things that very many people don't see and so my no's make room for my yeses and i I have made my family a promise that they get the best of my time everything else everyone else gets the rest of my time and so at the end of my life They'll be the ones around my bed. It won't be the the hundreds of thousands and and God willing, the millions of people that I've had an opportunity to impact or influence. It'll be two people. It's my son and my wife. And so I want to pour into them and make it my life's mission that the people closest to me will love me the most. And the third way you can tell if you're being led by the spirit of God is through your relationships. What do your relationships look like? What are they modeling? How How is uh, your relationships uh, benefiting you and how are you benefiting them? And the reason this is so important is because whoever we are connected to determines what we are collecting. And so my connections determine my collections. If I am connected to the wrong people, I collect the wrong things. If I'm connected to the right people, I collect the right things. And so my leading um in in my household is a direct uh implication that i'm being led by the holy spirit and so you know th- those three things are are just kind of personal gauges that i use and i i would encourage those listening to really monitor and do inventory on those things in your life as well because they make a huge and vital difference and impact in your life How do you keep,
3: uh, how do you pay attention to those gauges? Like, do you have kind of warning signs where you're like, I've been, I haven't been with my family enough, or is that the voices that you've let speak into your life? Like, how do you kind of maintain that when, when stuff goes really crazy?
0: Yeah. So the way I maintain rest is by listening to how I sound. What Mm -hmm. I mean by that is, is not necessarily pitch, not volume, but are my conversations still uh faith-filled life-giving transformational I can always tell when I'm fatigued based upon my conversations if I'm talking more about what I have to do than what I get to do then I've hit an, a level of fatigue and I know I need rest uh with restraint I always know uh what that needs to look like the gauge for that is my family if my family's saying hey I want to do this and my mind is somewhere else or i'm doing something with my family and my mind is somewhere else and i know okay i need to dial back on this area and excel in this area and in the area of relationships it's accountability allowing those people that i am accountable to to speak into my life to determine my schedule to tell me hey you need to be looking at this area of your life you need to be evaluating this area of your life because we are only as strong as our level of accountability And so, as I mentioned before, if you have a great desire to accomplish the will of God in your life, if you believe God is doing something significant in your life, then it's wise to protect that. And I I believe that God is doing something significant in this ministry. I believe he desires to do something significant in me, and I want to do everything I can to protect that through accountability.
2: I've heard you say this before, and uh, and I wrote this down in one of your sermons. You said local churches can change the temperature of a city, yeah. and uh, we we are a city movement in in Canada resurgence and just believe that God wants to save cities and change the temperature and help local churches and so believe in that. But the church is a group of people, and so yeah. if we look at the people of the church, spirit empowered leaders, we believe there's a leader in every chair. Mm-hmm. How can how can leaders in their sphere change the temperature of where, where they're placed?
0: Yeah, I, I think there's a couple of ways that um, people can change the temperature. The first one is to be reflections of Jesus Christ and uh, not just consumers of light, his light, but reflectors of it. And so anytime the light that shines on us shines brighter than the light that shines in us, we get consumed. And so making sure that we constantly and continually point the glory back to Jesus Christ. And so we're not built for glory. We're built for victory. Glory looks good on God. Victory looks good on us. And so making sure that we are constantly modeling that and walking that out and then understanding uh, that when we do that, We become the 67th book of the Bible. Many times people don't uh, get a chance to encounter Jesus except through us. And so making sure that we are modeling that, making sure that we're living that, making sure that we are living, walking, moving, breathing epistles Mm -hmm. of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and the second way that I would say um, that we can do that is just love our city and love on our city, love on the people in our city. Uh, I've shared with our staff. God has not called us here just to pastor a church. God has called us here to pastor and lead a city. And so no matter what city celebration church is in, I don't desire for us to be a church where people come. I desire for us to also be a church where we go into the city and we serve the city and we we make eternal difference and impact on the various cities that we're in. And so if uh, you know our cities that we're in, um has people in it we want to be there and we want to make sure that they know about the god that we serve and the love that he has for them and seeing how we can add value to their lives so for a long time it was always come 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 to church but now the model is shifted it has to be the church can go you know the first thing that christ tells us after we have an encounter after we have an experience after we receive revelation It's going to be a witness, and so I think that we have to get back to that, and that's one of the greatest ways that we can change and impact every city that we're in.
3: Oh, so that's so good. And so true. And, and one of the the marks of our movement here at Resurgence is we want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we want to help churches come to understand and, and leaders come to understand the role that Holy Spirit plays in our witness and in how we point people to Jesus. And I'm just curious, how do you disciple people in, in the things of the Holy Spirit? So like being filled with the Holy Spirit, spiritual gifts, um, is that something you more do in house or do you bring them out and kind of have them practice it in different contexts or what, well, how do you disciple people in those things?
0: Yeah, it's both. And for us, uh, my, um, desire is not that people would just see those things in church. I think people need to see them in the streets. I think people need to see that in the city. And so mm-hmm. this is not a Sunday expression of the Holy spirit. This is a everyday expression. <sighs> And uh I, I believe that the Holy Spirit doesn't want to visit, he wants to dwell. And so making sure that this house, this earthen temple, is a vessel that uh he desires to dwell in. And so I'm looking for every opportunity I can to show people the power of the Holy Spirit, to teach people about who he is and the benefits that he brings into our lives when when you boil it all the way down everyone is in search for answers and uh the holy spirit has those answers and when we uh properly and effectively relay the message of the holy spirit to people it's life-giving it's refreshing it allows them to experience heaven on earth in a way that they never thought was at all possible and so it's not just for us on sundays it's every single day how can the holy spirit be Uh, at the forefront of our minds on Mondays, on Tuesdays, on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturday. And so when we get together as a collective group of people, it's even that more powerful because throughout the week we've fostered that relationship. We have that intimacy uh, with the Holy spirit so that we can see him do some pretty phenomenal and supernatural things
2: one of the, one of the things as, as you're talking I'm, I'm reminded of and and um kind of twofold question there's there seems to be and there has been a church growth movement yeah. um in a church where it's it's mechanics and it's it's systems and it's process and it's all these things and sometimes that can that can suffocate or not make space for holy spirit and mm-hmm. and i also think for the person listening today Maybe you're listening in your car, or you're on your bike, treadmill, whatever. You're listening to this, and you're like, okay, I'm not a pastor, I'm not in a church, but also, I, I I'm an engineer, or I'm in healthcare, I'm a teacher. And I, you know, it's nice that you talk about, you know, spirit, Holy Spirit, but how does that look in my actual, um, I'm in a natural world that, that again, um, I, I deal with people. I'm in a boardroom and I can't mention Holy Spirit and have a prayer session with my boss. It won't yeah. work. And so I think it's, it's almost the same question because we have this natural, um, mechanism that we have to function within the church. Also in life, there, there's, there's, you know, engineering formulas you have to do and, and God can give you wisdom in that, but it's still natural things you have to, you have to do or teach kids school, um, or, you know, be a mom, uh, homeschool, but how, how does that, how how do you come to that to allow the spirit in that
0: to empower you? Yeah. I, I think the more we are uh, growing in that relationship, the more we sound like him, without having to be overly preachy or what people would call religious you know i think one of um, society and culture's biggest problems it's not a jesus problem it's not a holy spirit problem it's the people that say they represent him and when we spend time with him we don't talk about him from the standpoint of the information. We can actually demonstrate and walk out this life from our experiences. And so I don't have to boast who I am. And what I mean by that is this morning I didn't wake up look in the mirror and say, You're Tim Timberlake. Your last name is Timberlake. You know, and, and I'm pretty sure Donovan Travis, you guys that look in the mirror and say, You're Donovan. I'm you're Travis. You you know who you are and i think once we develop that intimacy with the holy spirit we have a knowing of who we are and that knowing builds boldness in us where we don't even have to say certain things but our presence carries power and uh it's like my father when he was alive i would be running around the house guys and a mom would be telling me hey sit down stop jumping over the couch stop doing all these crazy things and and my father could just stand in the doorway and i would sense his presence and it would change my demeanor it would change my attitude it would change my outlook because i knew that if i did not line and straighten up there would be consequences to my actions and it's the same thing with the power of the holy spirit when he is at work in our lives people can feel his power without you ever having to open your mouth ever you having to preach or whatever you having to say the thing there's something just powerful about his presence. And so when we are saturated, when we are immersed, when we are yielded to the power of the Holy Spirit, people can feel a tangible, noticeable difference, no matter what sphere you're in. So no matter if you are in the area of entrepreneurship, or, or the business world, or church, no matter what it is, people can feel that difference when you are yielded to the Holy Spirit. And so it, it's a difference between uh, having the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit having you, and I would say that's what people can feel. That's what people can sense. Uh, is when the Holy Spirit has a hold of you. That's where the difference is. Wow, so good.
2: In, in a couple of minutes, I want to ask you to pray and uh, pray into that. And uh, but but first, I have one one question I want to ask is if you were to talk to Tim Timberlake. Uh, at 20 years old, what would you tell Tim
0: that you've learned over the last 19 years? Two things. And so although I was very slow to make decisions, uh, I would tell my 20-year-old self, slowly is the fastest way to get to the destination. And the second thing that I would tell myself is that the top of one mountain, it's the bottom of another. And so never stop climbing. Never stop uh, going after what God has put in front of you. Uh, my father used to always ask me this question. You would say if, uh, you know, you have two lions of the same size, they have uh, the same build. They have uh, the same weight. They have the same, um, you know, amount of uh, nails and teeth, who would win? And uh, the answer is the hungriest. And so we have to keep that hunger. We have to keep that vigor. We have to keep that desperation in this life and we can never stop climbing. It's only when we stop climbing that we uh, begin to discover that we're falling backwards. And so in this life, there is no season where we stand still. There's either forward motion or backwards motion. And so we have to continue to pursue. We have to continue to go after. We have to continue to advance towards those things that God has for us that's what I would tell my 20 year old self
3: thank you so much for all that you're speaking into our lives me I know me and Travis have been really impacted by this and the lives of all those that are listening Um, you've been talking a lot about the Holy Spirit and and I believe that it's his work in us that transforms us and that moves us and so one of the things we like to do on this podcast is just have our guests pray for those people that are listening and really just if you're sensing something if you got words uh, specifically feel free to release them but um, well, I'd just take a minute and pray for everyone who's listening and just believe that Holy Spirit's going to do amazing work in and through these leaders
0: yeah normally father I just thank you right now that no matter where your children are listening to this, no matter what season of life they're in, no matter what journey they're on that your spirit uh, could be felt by them. your spirit is not limited to a place it's not limited to a region. It is unlimited. And so God, I just thank you right now that you are allowing us to experience you in fresh and new ways this year. Right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you that those that are listening to this podcast right now, leaning into this moment, that you begin to speak to them, that you begin to give them supernatural downloads of what it is you desire for them in this season to accomplish what it is you desire for them to do, who you're calling them to be. And God, I just thank you that they would have God encounters with you. Thank you that your weight of glory is resting on them, and that it would be undeniable that they've had an encounter with the one true living savior, because they've had an encounter with your spirit. Thank you for supernatural healing. I thank you, God, for supernatural resources. I thank you God for supernatural provision and God, I thank you that not only are are you a God that is able, but you are a God that's willing. So God prove yourself to be faithful in the lives of those listening into this moment right here, right now in Jesus name, I pray, Amen. amen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just as we were praying, I sense there's someone that's listening today that you want to quit and I don't know what you're going to quit but I just sense God saying persevere. Don't quit. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't throw in the towel. Um, don't wait, wait for the turnaround. He's doing something underneath the surface. There's something going on. And so I just declare that over you. And I speak, um, just a fresh faith today to Mm -hmm. believe for the impossible in your situation. And we just, Mm -hmm. we agree with that. And, uh, Tim, Thank you so much. And, um, one of the, one of the things you have some great books that are out there, the power of 1440 that get it right is a great book. Um, have it on my bookshelf. And, uh, can you tell us what some of the other resources and how we can get those?
0: Yeah. So the power 1440 it's making the most of each minute and every day. And it's not a book on time management. It's a book on time stewardship, how we steward the moments that God allows us to live in this life. Um, you can also find abandon uh, my first book and that's laying aside your plans for god's purpose or you can pre-order my new book coming out in may it's called the art of overcoming and it talks a lot about what we were touching on today the ability to persevere and endure uh, through the power of the holy spirit and so i'm excited uh, for what god is doing through uh, you all in this incredible podcast and, and what he continues to do through his word in and through our lives and just kind of an honor to be with you guys today and unpack this conversation uh
2: all such an you. honor to have you thank you so much for joining us well i don't know about you travis but that was just I I'm really impacted by that
3: conversation. I found that was just so helpful. There was a lot of that where I was like, oh, I should have written that down. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to have to be listening to that again. Um, what do you think stood out to you there today?
2: Yeah, I know I told people to write things down. I was trying to write <laughs> an interview at the same time. And um, I I love his heart. I love his <laughs> heart for the things of Holy Spirit. He he carries something. Um at a young age where God has developed something in him and he's got a teachable heart. And I just, such an honor to hear him and sit under his his teaching today and his his answers to our questions. Um, I I think, you know, I think his perspective on uh, restraint on um, those kind of dashboards where he knows, like I, I thought when he said, I can tell by my voice, That I'm tired. I think that is profound. And and for me, I've taken that going, that is so good because there's things he said today. I don't know you, but Donovan, but you think things and you know things, but you know when someone says them, they put them into like reality, you're like, oh, that's so true. And that's exactly what happens. And I felt that today on a few thoughts of oh, that, that is so key that when I am I sound tired, my pitch doesn't change. It doesn't, but the things I'm saying are less faith and I'm less excited of what I'm in than I have to do it than whether I get to do it. And when that changes, I need rest. Uh, I just thought I'm taking that.
3: Yeah, I found that was so good. That, that was actually what stood out to me too. That whole idea of, um, yeah, just what we say, how we talk to, especially the people that are closest to us. Um, especially when we're facing difficult things or or we're in a a season that requires perseverance. Like, how are we talking about that? I know even one of the things that I've tried to do As I stopped saying, I'm busy, I realized like someone would be like, hey, how are you doing? How's life? I'm like, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And I realized that like almost just speaking that out all the time, like made me feel anxious, right? And so I realized I'm like, yeah, it doesn't mean that I have less going on all the time, but it means that that the way that I'm speaking is actually like kind of not becoming this self-fulfilling prophecy, if that makes sense. But yeah, that was such a such an amazing conversation.
2: I, I get hopeful when I listen to people like Tim, I get hopeful for the future of the church, I get hopeful for leaders that are being developed in Florida, I get hopeful because um, of, of how he's so rooted in the things of the Spirit. Um, you know, they have a, a revival meeting or, a, a, a encounter night every, uh, Monday night at their church and, and God's doing some incredible things. And it's, it's a huge sphere. Like it's a, it's a big sphere. And, um, and yet he's going after the things of the spirit and yet he's, he's leading and crushing a huge, like, I mean, leading a huge team of people. He, he is just it is so encouraging um and and to know him you know uh, his wife his son i met just just a great family and um Mm -hmm. he he has got a humility to him that is just amazing and i think for me i'm just like oh just just continue to endure and Mm -hmm. i think you know that that, you know, sometimes the swift and sometimes we want the fruit now, but it's the long run. It's that will you stay in the game? Will you last? Will you persevere? Will you, will you be of integrity and character and will you, you mind in the, in the beginning, what matters in the end? And I, and I think that's a challenge to each one of us and God help me today to mind the things that are so important to you and not just quit because it gets hard.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I was, I like had a check in my spirit when he shared that my family gets my best and everyone else gets my rest. I think the, that, that was really, it just really resonated with me because it's like, I think how often as leaders can we lose our families at the altar of ministry? Like it's, it's sad. And so I, I was really impacted and convicted by that. And um, yeah, for those of you listening that have parents, or families and kids, young kids, especially like, I think that, that really resonated with me today too. well
2: we want to so thank you for joining us today on this uh, episode of the spirit empowered leader it is such an honor that you would tune in watch us um, and, and we're wondering if you would help us to get the word out about, about this. We're, we're just starting at this thing. We don't know what we're doing. But would you uh, write a review, either an Apple or Spotify or wherever you got your podcast, of just of just how you've enjoyed this podcast? It would help us so much. And if you want to connect more with our ministry, you can go to liveresurgence.com um, and you can connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. Hit contact. Send us a message, um, something that you've taken away from from today's podcast we'd love to just hear from you um if you want to follow us on instagram at live resurgence um how can they follow you donovan on instagram
3: uh it's at donovan b my name's spelled weird though
2: d-a-u-n-a-v-a-n-b <laughs> awesome and i am travis salonia so at t-r-a-v-i-s-h-o-l-o-w-n-i-a you know, when I was dating my wife, Donovan, my name is spelled Halonia. And one time we were on this walk in Banff and I said, she goes, so how do you really say your name? And I like, I said it to her and I didn't even say it correct. And she made fun of me. Like I, I totally said it wrong. And so, so if you say my written name wrong, I won't judge you. Cause sometimes I say it wrong myself, but. Um, Halonia, ha, No, Halonia, enough. Um, Anyways, it's such an honor. Thank you. Uh, We can't wait to see you next time on the Spirit Empowered Leader. We have some exciting guests coming up. You're going to love it. We can't wait.
1: Thank you for listening to the Spirit Empowered Leader podcast. We hope that this podcast has encouraged you as an empowered leader. This podcast is brought to you by Resurgence Initiatives. Our mandate is to revive churches, release leaders, and reach people. We are on a journey. And the dream God has put in our heart involves you. Learn more at liveresurgence.com or on Instagram at liveresurgence.